In studio, I have a group of young people here, and uh, they are, I suppose, the team that makes up the company Cheesy Steaks. But it's a company that was founded by a young lady by the name of uh, not Olo Peter. She's here. She's going to be telling us about um, her journey. Uh, but I, as I said, I'm, I'm interested in getting calls from young people who are thinking about going the entrepreneurial route. You're going to be listening to Notola's story. You're going to be hearing about some of her successes. But inevitably, there will be failures. I know mm. it's the story of all entrepreneurs. But it is the way that entrepreneurs deal with failure that I always find fascinating. What is it about the way that they deal with failure? What is it about what they think about failure, how they approach failure? that makes them successful. That's really the kind of conversation that I'm looking to be having with Notolo. And I'm hoping, hoping that you'll be a part of that conversation on 11 Well, she joins me here in the studio. The team is also here. I see uh, that they are looking uh, at Notolo with uh, much anticipation, mm-hmm. hoping she'll represent them uh, in the way that uh, I know she will. Notolo, good evening to you and thank you very much for joining us here on Late Night Talk. Good evening, Aubrey. I'm really happy to be here and I believe the team is also excited to be here. And yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. 23 years old, you started this business even what uh, f- a few few years ago, I suppose conceptualized a few years ago, but actually incorporated last year, I'm told. Mm-hmm. You, you, you had the opportunity to go to school. You are a graduate. You went, why don't you just go for a job like everybody else and just... <laughs> And just, you know, earn your salary, buy your nice car, maybe a nice little place, whatever, and forget about all of this entrepreneurial nonsense. Well, I chose to do both. Yeah. So, if I may say, um, I was a graduate last year. Yeah. And I was working at one of the big four banks. And for me, I felt like something is, was missing in my life. Yeah. And for the fact that I went to a business and entrepreneurship program back in 2014, and I learned so much about business and I had these ideas that just couldn't let go of me. I thought to myself, why not just put this into action? And um, the whole idea behind Cheese Steaks was built on passion and also seeing people's smiles and enjoy the cheese steaks. So We'll talk a little bit about the steaks. Okay. okay we'll talk a little <laughs> bit about the steaks. I'm really interested in the thinking uh, and I love the words that you use, that you had all of these ideas that would not let go of you. Yeah. Okay, because there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that you've just said by that. Yeah. Ideas that don't let go of an individual. And I hear that from a lot of people because I'm, I'm fascinated by people who are in business, who are successful and so forth. What do you mean by ideas that would not let go of you? Because I, I, I suppose you could have said that differently. You could have said uh, <laughs> ideas that I did not want to let go of. But you said these ideas did not want to let go of you. Talk to me about that. Basically, if these ideas haunt you, for a lack of a better word, so if you're always thinking about them and you don't really find purpose in whatever you're doing at the moment and you feel like your purpose could be fulfilled much better or you could reach your full potential if you're doing other things i think those things just come back to you and you're always just thinking about it so you don't relax yeah in a way so that's that's what was happening to me as well because i wasn't a good job and i just felt like something was missing in my life i wanted to fulfill other purposes and just to put people um smiles on people's faces would you say that that is part of that is part of the journey of anybody that must self-realize at some level that you are somehow 
haunted by certain ideas, as you put it. And perhaps those ideas are actually your calling? I believe so. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the ideas have to be like entrepreneurial or... Sure. Yeah, it could be that your calling is to be like a great corporate champion or a head of a department or a CEO, perhaps, of a big corporate. So for me, I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, specifically entrepreneurial. So it could be anything, literally anything. It could be the purpose to serve people. Basically, it could be just to go out there and help people grow. And it doesn't necessarily have to... I'll tell you why I'm asking the question. And, and, and maybe, maybe it'll help you answer the question in, 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 in a little in a more sort of informed way. And by the way, give me a call, 11883 My guest is not Paulo Peter. She is the founder and CEO of a, uh, a company called Cheesy Steaks. We'll talk about the operations of the business in a few moments' time, but I'm interested in the thinking, in the mindset of this young lady. I hear a lot of young people, around about your age, that come out of university that are, that are wanting to do great things, whatever it is that they want to do. But it is usually a situation where they are extrinsically motivated. In other mm. words, they are motivated by perhaps wanting to buy the car one day, the mm. house or whatever the case may be. And then I hear of people like you who start things, people who are self-starters who make things happen. In other words, people that don't necessarily join a company or something that is already happening, but people who start things. And they all seem to have a similar story. I had this haunting thing that was happening inside of me talk to me about that in those terms uh, and the reason why i'm asking it that way is because perhaps there are a lot of people out there that are ignoring that mm -hmm. that whole haunting experience within them that's what I'm, I'm looking to focus in talk to me about that it's really funny that you mentioned that we like to make things happen yeah. because I attended a uh, workshop. It was like a self-realization workshop where we had to state our values and then we get like a golden thread of your life and your purpose. And literally mine was, I like to make things happen, whether it be business, whether it be anything, literally. So I think for me, that's what drives everything I do. So I could be in a position and if I'm not really happy, I just make things happen for myself. I make sure that I step out of that zone and just go into a zone where I wouldn't be comfortable so that I could make things happen. Yeah. So for me, um, I feel like most people don't like being in uncomfortable situations. But for me, that's what drives me. I like being in such situations because I believe that's where a person really grows. When you're not comfortable, when you are facing a lot of challenges, that's when you reach your, your inner monster not even monster but your inner champion or gladiator so i like putting myself in such situations where i know that yeah i have to get out of this and i have to make it happen your inner gladiator hey yeah listen to that <laughs> stuff oh double one eight eight three oh seven oh two i was listening to uh, denzel washington mm -hmm. speak I can't, I can't even remember what what the occasion was and he he, he specifically spoke to young people and he said, the big problem these days is that people want things to happen easily. Mm -hmm. And he said that easy is the enemy of excellence. Yes. And it's, it's interesting that you talk about the whole issue of wanting to get out of your comfort zone. I talk to a lot of people all the time on this platform and other platforms. And it is true that I hear that people are always talking about, yeah, but it's hard. 
Mm. It's hard, and I'm. I sometimes, yeah, of course, yeah. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me how you deal with it's hard, and perhaps we're gonna go into it failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about your relationship with the fact that something is hard and it's not easy. How do you deal with the fact that something is not working your way? Okay, so I'm a Libra. I don't know if you believe in star signs, but we are really stubborn. Oh, star sign, <laughs> yeah. So um, I'd like to say I'm very stubborn and I don't like losing. So whatever it is, I really don't like losing, whether it be to a person, to a challenge. So in a way that just drives me. So if something is hard, it's like a catalyst for improvement for me and for excellence. So it does get hard. It really is hard. But that doesn't mean that it's not achievable. Do, do you think that pe- perhaps we, we find ourselves in a, in, a, in a culture, in a time, and I want to say culture, I'm not talking about ethnic cultures and, and you know, your belief system. I'm just talking about the popular culture of the times that we live in, the contemporary times that we live in. The fact that when you want to have a meal, you put something in a microwave oven, you press, it happens. Yeah. You, you've got instant coffee, you've got social media, everything is just at the fingertips that perhaps we don't know about the idea of having to create something, wait for it, nurture it. Do you think that that might be part of it? I really think so because everything has become so easy. I mean, it's so easy to get up and go get food as opposed to just doing the food yourself. So everything is just coming to us now. Even food, I won't mention companies, but now companies can bring food literally to your um, door. So whereas... Before, people used to go out to get food. For example... Plant the food, eh? Yeah, even that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, right now, everything is just easy. And also with technology, it makes things even easier. Because now we don't have to think that much anymore. We have systems thinking on our behalf. So, I think... Algorithms and all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just in that stage or that generation where we're just getting things and things are just easy to obtain. Or double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. You were born in that time. You were born in a time where, where um, you know, you you didn't have to go and plow right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and watch a, a a crop grow until it's harvest time. You you never you weren't born in that time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that you come from a family that has a very strong entrepreneurial sort of yeah. background to it. Tell me about that background and how it contributed to the mindset that makes you the the person that makes things happen? Okay, so it goes back two generations. So my grandfathers from both sides, like from my mom and my dad, were both entrepreneurs. And my grandfather from my dad's side owns shops and stuff. And then the funny story is that when my grandfather from my mother's side started the business, it was just him and my mom's mother. So what they would do is the mother would sew the clothes and then the father would um, distribute distribute the clothes. So they'd literally go knock on doors. So for me, that's like a reminder that you can start really small yep. and it, get, it can get really tough. I mean, you can imagine maybe he'd ride a bike in rains and storms, mm. but that never got him down. Yeah, That never got him down. So for me, I just gain... Um, Uh, I just get motivated just thinking about it. And then bringing it a step further, well, closer, my mom was also an entrepreneur, well, is an entrepreneur, and she was a full-time teacher and also handling a filling station and other small businesses. So I could see her strength and 
her attitude and her drive. So for me, I was like, I want to be that woman. I want to be that woman that is handling so many other things, so many things, and is still staying strong and serving so many other purposes. Natolo Peter is my guest, and she is owner and founder of the company, um, of the company Cheesy Steaks. We're going to talk about her cheesy steaks in a few moments' time. Hope you guys have brought me some cheesy steaks, you know. <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about the family background. I speak to a lot of business people that say to me, Aubrey, Part of what makes us successful as business people is the kind of conversation Mm -hmm. that we have around the dinner table, Mm -hmm. around the bride stand, while driving to the petrol station to pour petrol, the kind of conversation, the things that dominate our thinking and our speech. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that. What kind of things do you think dominate your thinking, your talking, that contribute to that resilience against the the hardships of business? I would say the company you keep. For example, if you hang around people that have the same drive and are striving for a bigger picture or the bigger picture, then you see their, their passion. You see how they act towards negativity and all that. So for me... Um, I'd like to say this. I gained some of my strength from my uncle, um, Uncle Manda. Hello, Uncle Manda. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so usually he he'd always push me, and sometimes I feel like I'd feel like maybe he's being too strong. He's pushing too hard. But as I grew up, I realized that he meant well, and some of his words would just drive me crazy at that time. But when I think of them now, I see that it actually makes sense. So you say to me that Uncle Mandla says things to you that you don't like hearing <laughs> sometimes? Yeah. He says things perhaps that may make you feel like you are being oppressed? Not oppressed, but you might feel like you're not doing things. You're not, you're not acting enough. So he doesn't tell you that you're great all the time? No, he does. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he does, but also he just tries and motivates you like... In a very strict way, if I may say. He's very strict. He doesn't, he doesn't cut you slack. In other words, he doesn't, um, doesn't drop the standards for you. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. That is uh, the number to call us on. I'm speaking to not call her Peter. She's 23 years old, uh, has a thriving business called Cheesy Steaks. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But I'm, I, I, have, I have and I am interested in, in the thinking, in the the stuff that goes on in the inner person what goes on because i'll tell you why uh, the i think it was the treasury department told us yesterday that we grew at a staggering you know, 3% no 0.3% yesterday did you hear that <laughs> the economy grew at a staggering 0.3% it's very sad news mm. jobs are being lost left right and center the economy is suffering. We are hearing all sorts of things. There's a threat that maybe 17 people, 17 million people might not get their grants and all that. I don't want to pull you into that. Don't worry about it. Please. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, and, and, and the reality is that jobs, the traditional nine to five job is something that is passing. And so I get the sense that we need to awaken the entrepreneurial spirit in our country, especially amongst young people such as yourself. But mm-hmm. somebody's listening there and saying, oh, there goes Omri again <laughs> with his uh, twanging um, guests. <laughs> All right. 
that have gone to university, that have done all of those things, come from families that talk about business all the time. I've never had that. Mm. Never had any of that stuff that Notolo uh, was born with. And I do want to have my own company one day called Cheesy Cheesy Boulevard. <laughs> okay? What do you say to that girl or to that guy that says, okay, but I didn't have the benefit of all of the stuff that you're talking about. I would like to be an entrepreneur. And I don't have this haunting dream that Notolo talks about. I just want to get by. How do you... Uh, what do you say to that person? Honestly, I, I don't really think it's dependent on that. It does play a role, your background and everything, but I don't think it's fully dependent on that. I mean, like we said earlier on, we are living in a world where everything is to your disposal. I mean, there's television, there's radio, there are newspapers around. So if you can't find motivation around the people you hang out with, you can find motivation on TV, on radio stations. So I think it's not really dependent on your past, but honestly, on your drive, and if you set your mind to it and your heart to it, it's really attainable. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. Let's take one call, take a break, then we'll take more calls. I do want to now find out a little bit more about the company Cheesy Steaks. Where is it? What Yay. are you guys <laughs> doing there? Let's talk about. Let's talk quickly to Alec in Pretoria. Alec, hi. Hey, bro. Ops, how's it? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. Alec, what is on your uh, mind? Long sir? time, man. Yeah, I, go for you it. Know, go bro, for ops, it. I yeah. really like the name, you know, Cheesy Steak. <laughs> but you see, I, I'm sitting with the problem, you know. Um, the thing is, I got a business name. I got a business name. I got two type of business name. Uh, the one is um, Black Coyote and the other one is Grand Coyote. Yeah. But I have, uh, like, in two business, like, in a lot of business ideas, you know, like, from assets and vehicle recovery to private investigation. Yeah. But for private investigation, I don't actually have enough uh, resources and all the, you know, uh, uh, qualifications to to go go do that you see but the reason why i want to go uh, what um this lady is talking about the inner demon um bra ops let me tell you something what i've observed in this life you know like in in, in for instance my father's my father's situation right yeah. um we are my father is now gone for over 12 years but we suspected that Look, he was married to another woman. We suspect we are suspecting foul play, and there was also foul play in uh, what? Uh, like in in in, 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 his, in his in his in his demise, in his in passing, death, yeah. In his death, in okay. his passing, right? Yep. And then what we've also discovered is that in his uh, estate, there've been a lot of um, maladministration. You understand? So now all this is something that's haunting me. You know, I, I would like to prevent it. So I was thinking about maybe uh, going into PI. But the thing is that I that I'm also battling with. I don't know from which side should I approach it. Yeah, yeah. All right, and and, and so what, what? What are you? What are you? What exactly would you want to know? Uh, either from not all or anybody that's listening uh, to you, Alec. Are you looking for? What sort of advice are you looking for? I, I'm I'm trying to locate where you could find help. Well, I would like to, you know, I would like to know first of all, how do I start off by by you know, how do I start start off um, my how, where is they, uh, how do I start off with with my business in the first place? Yeah, you know, uh, like I told you, I want to be like. I mean, I would like to really, if I can, I would like to uh, go one on one one with. Uh, O'Sullivan, you understand? Oh, one on one with Paul, hey, that, that would yes, be something. That's what I would like, eh? like to do. You, you yeah, understand? all right. And, um, 
I would also like to, you know, uh, I would just like to know, you know, somebody just to give me more that's in such a... Sure. In such a oh, we've lost Alec. Well, if you are listening to Alex's plea for help, Paul O'Sullivan, if you're listening, give us a call. Let's help uh, Alec out. Let's take a break and perhaps uh, uh, Notgolo will have uh, something to say to advise Alex straight after the break. 702. 702. Call us on 011-883-0702. All right, it's 22 minutes to uh, midnight. And perhaps uh, if you were listening to Alex call and you'd just like to give him some advice, please give us a call on 011-883-0702 on SMS 31702 and, of course, on Twitter at 702 Aubrey. My guest is not Olo Peter. She is the founder and uh, and uh, owner of a company called Cheesy Steaks. We're going to talk about that right now. But we've been talking really about the mindset, the way that her inner person is structured in order for her to make things happen, and it's really been quite riveting. I'd like to take your calls uh, with regards to that, do you, do you perhaps find yourself in a situation where you find uh, that you are a little bit lethargic? You don't know what the next move is like Alex. Alec? Uh, you are haunted, as uh, Notgolo was saying, by certain ideas, but you don't know what the next step is. Uh, you come from a background where perhaps you don't have the benefit of the influence that somebody like Notgolo had with Uncle Manja. <laughs> huh? Is he listening? I don't know. <laughs> All right, you, you you might you might you might not have that background, but but you are listening to this conversation, and it's something about this conversation resonates you please with you. Please give us a call on o double one eight eight three o seven o two. I believe very strongly, not all of very 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 strongly, mm -hmm. that we we have untapped potential in this country, mm -hmm. but it is untapped because of the kind of conversation we have in this country. Mm -hmm. It is a conversation that doesn't go to saying you have the ability to make things happen. Mm -hmm. It is a conversation that says the government has the ability to make things yeah. happen. Uh, only not all has, th has the ability to make things happen. I believe that everybody out there, if the conversation is properly packaged and had, it can um, wake that up. What is your fundamental belief about the world? <laughs> it's a big question, I know. It is, yeah, yeah and it needs time. Um, Don't worry about it. We're, I, I, I think we're not, not going to hold you to it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the world, and it, it, it sounds cliche, owes you nothing. And there are things in the world that, that are going to happen, and there are things in the world that probably won't happen to you. So don't expect too much from the world itself. But I think it's, it's how you look at the world. Um, that determines where and how you go about getting to where you want to be. The world don't own you, owe you jack? No, nothing. <laughs> oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. When, how and under which circumstances do you see the manifestation of that attitude that somebody or something or the world owes me something? Under which circumstances do you see that kind of thing? So I'm not really quite understanding your question. So in other words, you, you've probably seen people mm -hmm. who harbor the attitude that the world owes, owes me something. something yeah god owes me something mm -hmm. the devil owes me something the church owes me something <laughs> the parents owe me something but i, I get what you say mm -hmm. where and when have you seen it and what is it about that attitude do you believe is debilitating and hindering i think people usually feel like that when they're failing either in life 
or in whatever they're doing. So they don't want to take accountability of themselves, but they just want to put blame on on something else. So, for instance, if maybe you're failing at school or whatever, you you'll feel like it's the school's fault or it's somebody else's fault, but you don't want to take accountability. So I think that's the kind of attitude that comes with um, the whole attitude that says the world owes you something. All right, we're going to take a few more calls, but uh, some interesting uh, tweets coming through. Um, Smith Smithy Mandla says, that may be your uncle, eh? <laughs> says, what a bright young lady. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, James Mtimbu says that is so profound. I don't know which part of uh, Notola's discussion you found to be profound, James. Uh, and of course, on um, uh, on Twitter, Tepang or Makofani at Makofani says uh, the family point is very important. God, God bless Uncle Mandla. <laughs> he says, uh, and uh, and uh, and a lot of people really uh, moved. Black Gatsby says, shout out to not all of for making things happen at age 23. South Africa is transforming. Indeed, I am absolutely uh, convinced of that. Let me take a few calls. Eleni in Johannesburg. Hi, Eleni. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Eleni. Good, good. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to phone in and say big congratulations to Noxie. Um, I'm listening and I'm admiring everything <laughs> that she's, she's been saying and been doing. Um, I've had the pleasure of meeting Knox, and I think one of the most incredible things is, like she said, if she wants something, she goes out and gets yep. it. So in spirit of International Women's Day yesterday, um, I think she's a great demonstration, and I think it would be worthwhile, all the listeners, hearing how she just decided to take the plunge and, and just start her business, yeah. do it, follow her dream. Eleni in, in Johannesburg, thanks very much for your call. Let's talk about cheese thanks, steaks. Thanks, E. Oh, you know E. e. Yeah, I do. She called you Noxie. <laughs> She's my friend. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about uh, cheesy steaks. What is that all about? What are you guys, what is your business all about? <laughs> so let me take you back a bit. In 2014, like I mentioned earlier, I went on a business and entrepreneurship program that was held in the United States of America. And I got invited because I am a Golden Key member, which means that I was part of the top 15% academic achievers in my varsity years. (laughs) Not really, but yeah. So we went there and we went to three cities and one of the cities was um, Philadelphia. So when we were there, um, some of our friends from America and one of them is listening actually. Shout out to you, Krista. Um, she kept saying, you need to try out the cheese steaks. So everybody kept saying, you need to try out cheese steaks. And I was like, what is that? I've never heard of such. I've never even seen it. So in my mind, I had this picture of a cheese steak. I didn't even know how it looked like. So when we got there, I saw that it's actually a steak roll. And it was so delicious. Oh, yeah? I remember the first taste and I was like, this needs to go back home. Lord help us. <laughs> <laughs> Some <This> cheese steaks. <laughs> In Zanzi. Yeah. <laughs> this needs to go back home. And then I came back, did my research. I know that there are quite a few um, restaurants as well that serve cheesesteaks. But ours is different because it comes with like the whole African flavors and it looks incredibly beautiful. And I think that's why it just entices people to just want to taste it. So that's just the history behind cheesesteaks. And it has evolved a lot from the first. Um, samples to now and all thanks to my team of yeah. course because we all just come up with these ideas and Tipo here he is our creative so he just pops up some 
ideas as well and it just makes everything come together so yeah that's how it started yeah and for me I feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. And as you can see now, I'm wearing my apron. Yeah. When I put it on, I feel like I'm wearing my cape. Right. I feel like a superwoman when I'm there and I'm serving <laughs> people. Yeah. I don't know if it makes sense. I, it makes a lot of sense. I yeah. mean, I, I mean I, I, in this business, in the talk business, I will be feeling absolutely drained and depressed and tired at, at three minutes past 11. Mm-hmm. Soon as that light goes and says live, it's, it's almost like a transformation. It's almost also feels like uh, a sort of telephone transformation you know like the superman goes into any company it's, it's an amazing thing so i yeah. get exactly what you're talking about yeah exactly yeah. so that's for me it's also like you said it's more intrinsic so i like seeing people come back and say wow that was amazing so for me it's not really about the money or the exposure okay maybe it is a bit but for me, because I was gonna, yeah, I was yeah, gonna, yeah. you know, I was <laughs> no, gonna, what, is, is, no, what no, are you, what are you, in business? It is, no, 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 don't get it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, but most importantly, I like people coming back and saying, this was delicious. I want more. Please give me double next time. So for me, that's the most important thing. I know that in, in the United States, there's a big revolution with young guys and girls starting these uh, truck restaurants, you know? Yes. Uh, it's like a big thing. I mean, I think there was a movie made quite recently about a guy who uh, has a relationship with his, with his son and they go across, you know, you know the whole American <laughs> story. But it, it looks like it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people making steaks, my darling. Lots of people making steaks. Why do you want to go and make steaks? Well, ours is not just a big, fat piece of steak. <laughs> it's literally shreds of steak, which my team and I literally sit and just chop or just shred through it. But speaking of food trucks, you actually touched on a topic and something that we've been discussing lately. And um, even today, we, we launched the project today and it went live and we are taking the business to the next level. Yep. So we are planning on buying a food truck. Wow. Yes. So that's the plan. And we have two months to raise the funds, which is 60 days. And we're doing this through crowdfunding and it literally went live today. Tell, tell me, what does crowdfunding mean? What does that mean? Crowdfunding means um, you put your project on a page and the page that we put our project on is Thunder Fund. And what they do is they put like, um, maybe if you have a project and you want to raise funds, yeah. but you don't want to go the traditional way of um, getting a loan or yeah, that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So we put our project there and then literally anybody can just go in and tap in. So it's, it's, it's like it's like a, 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 a JSE of sorts yeah. where, you guys, <laughs> where you guys sort of solicit investors from me and you, from anybody, yeah. and that's how you raise capital for your business. Yeah. Wow. And it, can, it can start from as little as 100 rand. So you don't go to Umsobo or to uh, what, are the, uh, what are these uh, different um, things that yeah. people are always complaining about. I'm sorry, uh, NYDA and all of these yeah. things where, where people go to these places and they just not don't get don't get any joy. So what you guys did is you said, no nonsense, we're going to raise our own capital Mm -hmm. through this process. Through crowdfunding. Crowdfunding. Yeah. And funny thing is, um, I'm also part of the Lionesses of Africa. So we had a conference and they kept talking about crowdfunding, but I didn't quite understand what it was. So I went, uh, I researched a bit about it, but I was quite scared at first because I thought uh, things could go sideways. But um, the thunder... True. (laughs) But the team from Thunder Funds actually approached us. They were like, 
We really love your business. I want to talk a little bit about crowdfunding, but I want to read you some of the SMSs that have come through here. Okay. Um, this person says, Aubrey, I beg to differ with your guest, Notolo. Uh, she says, it doesn't depend on your background. While we all know, uh, <laughs> well, we all know uh, that without capital, motivation is uh, is vain. And that's from Sianda. I'm, I'm really interested to hear what you're going to say yeah. about that. <laughs> and, and, and this person says, in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to put yourself against death's war, metaphorically, metaphorically speaking, and have no choice but to make it. Only then will your mind search for the innovative how-to and exactly. follow it up with the necessary action without any inaction uh, in between. Taking action always kills fear. The mm -hmm. common thing amongst entrepreneurs is an overriding, damn near obsessive belief exactly. in one's ability to <laughs> succeed. And that belief is half the battle won. Then somebody else says, I think social class plays a crucial role in determining one's life changes uh, in determining one's life uh society treats you based on where you come from and how much you have don't what uh, not what you can do says this p particular person and then uh somebody says my favorite topic food orbs i'm feeling hungry now <laughs> have you tried any cheesesteak samples no i haven't i hope they brought, brought me some yeah i hear that all the time and every time i speak to a real entrepreneur they say to me no it's not about money uh, because if your idea is good enough, the money will follow the idea. Exactly. So you're saying to me that your business finds its money through innovative investment options for your business, exactly. like the crowdfunding that you talked about. Exactly. Talk to me a little bit more and address Sianda's issue because he's saying, you know, if you don't have capital, you can't start. And a lot of people don't start businesses because they think capital must come from umso boom. No. Like that. yeah? no, that's actually really sad that people have that mentality and I, I'd really like to see change going forward, especially in South Africa, because I've had the opportunity and the privilege of meeting really successful women that are in business and I've always asked them, how do I get out of my comfort zone? How do I make things happen? And they always say, you just make it happen. You don't need the money. You don't need you just need the drive and with the drive comes the innovativeness and everything else. So I honestly don't think it depends on capital per se, but I think it depends on your idea. If you're able to sell your idea and put it out there, I think it's really possible to get your business going. Yeah. A lot of people asking about um, how do I find Thunder Fund. See, that's, I like that. I like that people say, oh, okay, there's, there's another way, right? <laughs> so how do yeah. people find Thunder Fund, this, this uh, page or whatever it is that you, you the, the way that you raise the money? Yeah. What did you call crowdfunding? Crowdfunding. I think it's, yes. uh, it's the first time I ever it's hear amazing. about it. It's fascinating amazing. Fascinating idea, yeah? yeah? So with us, we were really lucky that they approached us. Um, uh, Thunder Fund. Thunder Fund. Thunder Fund. Yeah. T-H-U-N-D-A Fund. Yes. Yeah. Thunder Fund. So they approached us. They were like, we really love your company. It looks like it's got potential to grow into a bigger company. And they were like, don't you want to launch your project onto our page and see how people react? So basically, the whole idea of crowdfunding, you come up with an amazing campaign, which doesn't necessarily need uh, you to get to have capital so you need to come up with a campaign and you put it there and literally people just go on there oh and obviously you need to have like excessive um posts maybe on your social media pages and you need to you gotta do it. the work yeah you got you got to you so. gotta uh, i mean just say it you, you can't you, just you put gotta it there. do the work you gotta push yeah. it you gotta do things yeah 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 
All right, uh, and, 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 and just cheesecake, where can people find them? People asking on SMS, uh, che- cheesecake, where do you find that? Cheesesteak. Cheesesteak, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so right now, we, <laughs> right now we work during weekends and we are at markets. So we're looking into getting into many other markets. But right now we are doing the theme market, which is in Midrand. And it happens every month end. And we're also at the Josie Real Food Market, which happens every Saturday. Out in Bromfontein. I've been there once. Very exciting place. No, it's in Randburg. Oh, okay. The one in Randburg. Oh, okay. Yes. So it, it happens every Saturday, but we just choose maybe month ends or so. And then there's also Trip Switch Market in Pretoria that we also go to sometimes. How many people do you employ? So it's Zanogushi and Tepo and... Two umpos, actually. The other yeah. one is not here. So it's five of us. And then um, we've got people, some people, like guest helpers sometimes. Some of our friends. Um, I don't know if I should, I should mention their no, names. No, no, no. I don't need their names. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but, but, but tell me, are, 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 is this sustainable employment? Are people people getting paid? Yeah, in some ways. Are you making money? Yes. And yeah. yes, because we always manage to sell out. We made one loss. Which literally we almost didn't sell anything, yeah. But we learned from that. But even if we do sell out, doesn't necessarily mean that we make large profits because our product is still new. So we're still testing out the market. We're still testing out our pricing. Who, who's who's consuming the cheesy steaks? Who's who's out there eating cheesy steaks? People that are coming to the market, yeah. And people really love it. And what we notice is that people come this week, and then the following week they come with their friends. So it's just like it's growing. So it's an organic growth of the yeah. brand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's growing and people just really love it. So, And also we are looking into doing delivery soon. Um, but that, yeah, that will, that will happen quite soon. I really want to stay close to your business. I really want to keep talking about it because it's, a, it's an idea that's growing. I love the innovation around the raising of capital. Uh, and the, the, the attitude that says, uh, you know, we're not going to sit here and say, yeah, I don't have capital, so I'm not going to start my business. <laughs> you guys are doing something about yeah. it. You, and you're not accepting no for an answer. You're no. doing something about it. If, if somebody's listening to us now and, and they, they're like narrowing their eyes and thinking, yeah, I wonder how much they paid Aubrey. <laughs> to bring them on and narrowing their eyes and saying, yeah, here we go again. The twanging brigade. <laughs> oh, they go to the United States and they eat cheesy <laughs> steaks. You know, you know the story. That's funny, yeah. What do you say to somebody that is hamstrung by their own... Negativity. You said it, I didn't say it. But yeah. How, how do you say that? Because for me, that's the biggest tragedy. Yeah. Yeah? Other than graves, <laughs> that is the biggest tragedy. Honestly, I think they just need to snap out of it if I may put it like that. I mean, we all get to points where we are in a bad state or a negative state. So you just need to step out of it. Look at the brighter picture. I know it's easier said than done, but look at the brighter picture. Just picture yourself there, envision it, and it will be obtainable. Nicola Peter, the founder and CEO of the company Cheesy Steaks. We're going to put up some of the Cheesy Steaks and perhaps... 
watch me eat one uh, on our website. And I'm hoping that uh, you'll uh, give this company some support. How do people find you? How do you okay, we are on Instagram. Yep. And it's called Cheesy Steaks. Also on Twitter and Facebook. All three pages are called Cheesy Steaks. And now that there's crowdfunding, please go on to Thunder Fund. You'll see our project is up there. It's called Cheesy Steaks. And you can donate and yeah like it thank you very much for joining us here on late night talk uh, not follow not follow and i'm and i'm sure that you're going to be doing great things as we thank continue you so much.